Good morning. Today is Trinity Sunday. And Trinity Sunday we remember and celebrate, and it always occurs the Sunday after Pentecost. Trinity Sunday was popularized centuries ago. The Feast of the Trinity became so important that until recently, Anglicans numbered their long summer Sundays as Sundays after Trinity. And some of us who are Credo Episcopalians may remember those times, but not anymore. Now when we are determining where we are in our liturgical calendar during ordinary times, it is Sunday after Pentecost. Sometimes you hear the Sundays after Pentecost referred to the ordinary times, but the scripture lessons are anything but ordinary, especially during the summer. There are so many wonderful scriptures, especially in the gospel, to talk about and to preach about and to reflect upon and to learn. I love scripture in the summertime. During the season after Pentecost, we focus on the life of the church as it grows into the midst of the world. The season after Pentecost is for the church a time to live out its vocation. It's a time to live out its calling. It's a time to live out its mission and ministry and to do the work that God had intended for the church to do. That's what happens after Pentecost. We have received a charge. We are called to go forth by the power of the Holy Spirit. During this time, we are recalling that every Sunday is a celebration. Every Sunday is a thanksgiving of the Lord, the resurrected Lord, being in our lives. Now last Sunday on the day of Pentecost, we focused on the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. The theme continues today in our Gospel reading from the 16th chapter of John. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. When the Spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, his close friends, before the final meal, arrest, and crucifixion. In addition to his promises that he would raise, be raised to new life on the third day, he wanted his followers to know that God would never abandon them, that even though he was about ready to leave, even though he was going to be crucified, raised, and then go into ascension, that he would not abandon them, that they were going to be left with something very powerful, something that would continue to transform and change their lives, and not only their lives, but the lives of others, they were going to be left with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was going to move in ways that they had never seen before or could. them that though they were about to face seemingly 
insurmountable challenges, God would be with them. And it's the same way with us. We will have challenges in our lives as well. But God does not abandon what God has created. Imagine, if you will, a different way of approaching the challenges of our lives. Imagine listening to God first, rather than informing God of how we would like things to work out. Imagine that we come to see that there is a deeper meaning to our reality than material goods and the accumulation of more stuff. Imagine that turning to God first and only God so that the spirit of truth can be in your life and you could hear it, that that guidance would occur in any kind of difficulty you would face. In Jesus, we see everything that there is to see about God's love. God's love is infinite. God's love is bottomless. God's love is about mercy. God's love is about grace. God's love is about God's favor towards us, undeserved, but yet by the grace of God, our hearts are moved and our wills are strengthened. We see a person who entered the world in the most humblest of ways, born in a manger, around smelly sheep, donkeys, and cattle. It was not a five-star hotel. It was in the humblest of ways that God could enter the world in the form of a child. We see a person who loved everyone, who challenged everyone to be transformed. Jesus never said to someone he met, you're perfect just as the way you are, Go on about your business and do your own thing and don't worship and don't try to have faith. He never said that. But rather, he invited. He didn't force. He invited every person to be transformed by the power of God's love. Using prayer book language, <clears throat> Jesus invited everyone to grow into the full stature of Christ. He challenges us today as well. Grow into the full stature of Christ. And it doesn't happen one time. It doesn't happen over a week. But it happens every day. And it happens constantly. And it happens for years. Because we are walking every day with our Lord, learning and strengthening our faith. But the mystery of the Holy Trinity <clears throat> pushes us to look further. Last Sunday and today, as we think about <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, we set yet another dimension of God's love for us. That is unity, three in one. And the Holy Spirit, God has promised to be with us always, to guide us into all truth, the Holy Spirit's guidance and love is inseparable from the love of God the Father, inseparable from God the love the Son, 
and inseparable from God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus, and Jesus and the Father are one. And as we heard from Proverbs, Jesus was there in the beginning. There is a mutual glorification at work, and each person of the Holy Trinity reveals something about the other person of the Holy Trinity. And that is what can draw us to God's heart, eternal love. The Trinity represents <clears throat> how God's very being is about relationship. It's about relationship and it is about grace. The Holy Trinity is itself the manifestation of God's abiding promise to be with us at every turn through every struggle. This is good news. This is good news that we are not abandoned no matter where we are in life. That God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit is with us. So often our temptation is to tear apart the fabric of society and to put down others, especially if they don't agree with our view. But we see in the Holy Trinity a God who unites and glorifies. So often our impulse is to separate ourselves from that which challenges us. I don't want to be bothered with it. I don't want to be heard about it. Just give me a simple answer. Don't challenge me. But we see in the Holy Trinity a God who is eternally steadfast. So often we limit our reality or our possibilities to that that fits our own finite understanding of our world. And maybe that's all we want to do. But in the Holy Trinity, we see a God that promises to lead us into all truth, into a deeper mystery, and into a deeper way of living. So let us join wholeheartedly <clears throat> in songs of praise to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And let us give thanks that this triune God is united as three in one, not separate, not fighting, not being in competition, not trying to drive a certain issue, but united as three in one and loves us more than we can pray for or imagine. Let us savor a God who offers us the best mystery of all, a love that is beyond anything that we can ask. May we give thanks to God our Creator, who shows love, is beloved, is sustained, and cares for us each day. Amen.